Hey everyone, Steven Jensen here with Jesse Davin. We're going to be talking about a lot today. Um, we have AW Double or Nothing, which is what we're going to, you know, planning on reviewing today, going into today's show. But obviously there's some really big news uh, in the world of the WWE, so we're going to start off with that today. But before we get going, good to see everyone in the chat. If you have any super chats, Corey, I know you said you sent one earlier. For some reason, we haven't seen it yet. But I see good. it. I oh, you saw it. it? Oh, okay. I haven't seen it on my end for some reason. Um, we'll get to that right before we get started, I Corey. It's chat revenue five dollars, but I don't see what it is. Okay. Well, Corey, if you want to attach something to that, just oh, oh, there it is. He just sent one in. Okay. I was that a new one? Yeah, it's okay. a new. One. Thank you, Corey. Thank you very much, Corey. We really appreciate that. And feel free to ask, you know, some questions in the chat, man. We'll we'll make sure to try to give you your money's worth here since you you know sent us those uh, super chats already. But uh, but yeah. Before we get started, you know, as always, the super chats like Corey, you know, has already been generous generous enough to do. Um, anyone who sends those, we answer your questions. We'll read out your statements. If you have any thoughts on the WWE releases, if you have any. Uh, thoughts on AW Double or Nothing. If you have any thoughts on anything at all, even if it isn't pro wrestling related, whatever it is, Super Chats take priority. And this also goes on the Fight Talk podcast feed, <clears throat> my audio feed, tomorrow. So all the uh, the uh, the listeners will also hear all your questions and hear all your statements and all that stuff. But before we get started, Jesse, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Hanging just a little bit under the weather, but whatever. Um... Just feeling, feeling for all these people getting released today. This is nuts. Like, my goodness. Yeah, like, I saw Sean Ross Sapp tweeting yesterday about how today was potentially going to be a very busy day for him, and I see why now. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get started with that here in just a second. Um, I, I, I want to know y'all's thoughts in the chat, too. I mean... Once again, Super Chats take priority, but if you have any thoughts, like, I, I really do want to see y'all's thoughts on, like, these WWE releases, because uh, these kind of came, I mean, more, some more so than others, but a lot of these were, like, pretty surprising. So, um, anything else going on with you, Jesse, before we, like, get into the news? Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> well, um. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm trying to think. Alright, so I'm going to pull up uh, Sean Ross Sapp's tweet right now. And this is going to show that, you know, all the names that got released today. So there's a lot of speculation with this, too, which, you know, I'll talk about here in a second. So according to Sean Ross Sapp, and it's been verified, you know, through multiple outlets at this point, Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Ruby Riot, Lana, Santana Garrett, and Buddy Murphy have all been released by the WWE. Um, and this also raises a lot of questions about, you know, whether or not the WWE might be looking to sell, because there's been a lot of rumors about that for a while now, and there's a lot of moves they're making right now, like financially, that, you know, it, it to me it looks like that's what they're going to do at some point in the foreseeable future. So, um, you know, what do you think about this, Jesse? I mean, Strowman is a guy who they invested a lot in, but they never really went all the way with. And Aleister Black had just come back to TV. So, like, what do you think about all this? It's really shocking to me. It it hurts. Like, first off, anything we say, beyond, anything I say beyond this is strictly, you know, whatever. Speculation, whatever, just meet hearsay or whatever. First and foremost, I feel for these people because these people are now without a job. 
you know, you look at Lana, who was not the best in the ring, but my God, she was really trying hard. She was putting in work. A lot of these people are incredibly talented, amazing people with families, with lives beyond this, with financial, you know, uh, burdens. What is it? Responsibilities, financial responsibilities. And now they're without a job. Braun Strowman was getting paid over a million dollars a year or something like that. And now he's nothing, you know, and it, it, it's, it hurts my heart and it breaks my heart for them. So first off, before we start in anything, I just want to say that my heart goes out to them. The good news is they're incredibly talented people. All these people are incredibly talented in one way or another. And I feel like their future is bright and I don't feel like this is an end all be all for them. I feel like they have plenty of other options along the way. Thank God. But my heart does go out to them, and I don't want to come off as insensitive. So just first and foremost, right off the bat, like, love you guys, sending you so much support. And then as a fan, looking at this, like, from the perspective as a fan, you look at Braun Strowman, who just was in, like, the world title picture, if I'm not mistaken. He's been, you know, pushed and pushed and pushed on WWE television they added choo-choo train noises to some of the stuff. <laughs> I mean, they've really pushed him. You look at Alistair the, Black. The choo-choo noises pushed me out of watching the show, by the way. But anyways, yeah. yeah. I know. But, I mean, they were trying something with them, you know? No, no, no. I know what you mean. I'm yeah. just saying, like, yeah. I, I thought yeah. it was all corny. But, like, they clearly, like, had plans for him, right? They clearly had plans for him. You look at Alistair Black, who literally just came back, just debuted again, like, just reemerged, And we were all excited. And we were all anticipating what the future was. He was just starting a program with Big E. You have Ruby Riot, who was part of the Riot Squad, which was a fantastic group. You have Lana, who was literally in a feud, like, last night on TV. Or was it last night or Friday? It was Friday, wasn't it? I, I haven't watched... I, I've only uh, watched WWE pay-per-views. So. Yeah. She's literally teamed up with Naomi. Santana Garrett, whatever. Buddy Murphy, I know he's been on the show. But you have a bunch of these people who were in active storylines, who were just, like, gone. And typically when you see that, it's like, you know, there's, like, some bad blood backstage or just, like, there's tension. You kind of see it coming. I mean, some of these I can see it coming, but at the same time, it's like, my time feels wasted. Like, and I know in the grand scope of things, you know, these people losing their jobs is more important than my time as a fan, and I totally get that. But it's baffling and confusing to me. It's it's weird, I, like, Lana, I get, whatever, but she was, like, in an active storyline. Like, I just don't understand. And, you know, you look at, like, you know, Tom Phillips was let go. That The guy that was on commentary was let go. Um, you know, they had all the releases recently. And it's and, – and I know that you can you, – I bet you can speak more on the, the selling of the company kind of thing. But it, it's, it's just weird. It makes no sense when you have a company that had record profits – Last year, in the middle of a pandemic, mind you, still having re- record profits, decide to cut all of these wrestlers, all of the staff, all of this, like their digital marketing team. And I think to me, that's the biggest indication that they may be selling was all those digital, the digital team that they let go. That's a huge indication to me. And my husband, you know, and I didn't really talk about it too much. I don't know if we talked about it on here. And I didn't post anything on Twitter because it's just, you know, I don't want to catastrophize. But he said when WWE moved to Peacock, 
from their own independent network, that was like the beginning of the end. It's a really good and I don't call. Want, it really makes a lot of sense. It yeah, really does. And, and and I don't want to catastrophize, and I don't want to seem like a, you know, the sky is falling chicken little kind of girl, but it really does seem like something is happening with the third, like that con guy came in, and all of a sudden, like the company has just completely changed, and it's turned from a sports entertainment business to like an entertainment business. It's gone very business. It's gone from a company about the fans for the fans, kind of. I mean, I guess that's subjective, but they they put that across to a business, like a brand. Like I feel like I'm like watching the damn stock market. It's just very bizarre to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean. And that's actually, I mean, it's a really great point with when, when they started getting rid of their, their, um, like their video team and stuff. Cause, yeah. <laughs> cause I mean, that really does make a lot of sense. And yeah, I mean, so as, I'll, I'll talk about that a little more in a second, but like, as far as the, as far as the actual names here, like Braun Strowman, like we said, that was, that was a really surprising one. Cause they, he's been really a project of the WWE's for a long time. Um, he's at, there's a whole other conversation that could be had. Um, I did a podcast last night with Doug, Brandon and Josh, and we were talking about like, talking about how basically the, the whole idea of the performance center doesn't actually work. Like it's like NXT, everything that NXT was supposed to be when it started, none of it worked, but it's basically being masked by the fact that they just keep signing established indie talent to just go to NXT. But like, there's very little proof of like anybody coming to the performance center without like a wrestling background. And then, I mean, there's a couple examples like, like, uh, like Baron Corbin is probably an example of somebody who probably had no wrestling training, went through the PC and he's still, you know, he's still doing his thing. But like out of the hundreds and hundreds of people who have gone through the PC, like Braun Strowman's a perfect example. They didn't develop him at all. They never had him on NXT. Like, he went straight from the PC to main, uh, like, the main shows. He never did NXT, and he never had any time to actually, like, develop. And he's had to try to develop on the show. It's the same issue they're going to have with Omos. Like, as high as I am on Omos and, like, his potential, he's going to run into the same problems as Strowman did. Because they didn't actually develop him. So, like... Yeah. So, Strowman, I think that the problem with Strowman is I honestly think there are, like, key parts of his game that are that are really missing like he has all the physical tools you could ever ask for but there are things that he doesn't do that i just don't think i just it's it's like they talk about an mma sometimes with like guys who might be like really really good at knocking somebody out but they never actually develop like the like the the base for everything else so once they stop being able to knock people out like they don't have anything to fall back on and i kind of feel like that with stroman like now the thing with stroman though is he's so big and he's so athletic that if he is better than what he has been able to show on wwe which is also possible he could be very interesting outside of wwe and he still has he's still young enough that like he could still be very successful um so i'm interested in that and then you have alistair black who at Tommy end, but he's already changed his name back on Twitter, which is cool. I, that's a no brainer for AEW. Like they immediately, yeah. like yeah, as so, soon as that no compete clause is up bye. exactly, like, exactly. It's, I, I mean, I think everybody's on the same page. We all want to see Tommy end in AEW. Um, I want to see him really everywhere, but uh, AEW, if I had to pick one place, he would fit in great, especially with like possibly maybe 
like if they wanted to actually ever take the Dark Order back for more of like less of a comedy and more of like a darker thing, I feel like Alistair Black would fit in well with like that kind of vibe, you know, like yeah, you know, may like maybe I don't know, like maybe with the comedy it's a little different now, but like Alistair Black, I think there's a lot of things Alistair Black can do on AEW. Ruby Riot will bounce back. She's talented enough that she'll. I mean, yeah. I think she'd be great in like Impact, for instance. Heidi Lovelace, right? Sorry, what's that? Heidi Lovelace, correct? That's yeah. Her. yeah, yeah, that's right. Jeez, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think. I mean, I think like Impact Wrestling would be great, just personally. Um, yeah, like Lana, because they have a, they have a great women's division. I think she she'd add to that. Lana, mm -hmm. you know, you've got. I, I just don't think Lana's very talented. I'm just going to keep it real. But, I mean, if they wanted to pair her with Miro again in AEW, I wouldn't be mad at that. Um, because she, yeah. I think she's better on the mic than he is. I feel like if they brought back Lana, the manager, like the Russian manager, like, I don't know if... Something to that effect. Like, when she was, like, his manager, she was on point. She was great. Yes. She was good on the mic. She was a great heel. You know, the Russian accent thing was kind of hokey. But, I mean, still, it... It worked. She sat there. She looked super, like, she looked like someone straight out of, like, the USSR, you know? And it worked. And it worked for Rusev. And they were just a heel team together. And if they could bring that back in some aspect with AEW, I feel like that's the only way they could make it work. However, I mean, Lana, she's gorgeous. She could be a model. She's doing her thing on TikTok, you know? She's got other avenues other than wrestling that she could pursue as well. That's a really good point. Like, she might not even want to continue in the wrestling business for all we know. She might, I mean, like you just said, she can do plenty of stuff outside of wrestling and be and be totally successful. Mm -hmm. um, Peter Davies, I see in the chat saying, Ruby Riot to AEW, she would be great. She's an incredible worker. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at Ruby Riot at AEW either. Like, I think that's a good option. Um, mm -hmm. I just say Impact because, like, when I just think of the Impact Wrestling roster and the women they have there, I just feel like Ruby Riot would be just a really good fit there. Just just personally but i think that ruby Wright would also be a good fit in aew just this impact for some reason just feels like a better fit to me um yeah. at least for right now um let's see what else we got santana garrett i honestly don't know but a lot about her was she on the main roster or was she a pc or like what was yeah, i don't i don't know much about yeah. yeah i'm i'm very out of the loop on the wwe for the most part so and then buddy murphy of course I mean, incredibly talented worker. Um, a guy who I'd like to see get a chance in AEW because I think he'd have some really good matches. Yeah. I'd also better. Yeah, Impact would be good. I mean, even like New Japan or even like Ring of Honor. I, Buddy Murphy honestly would fit in really well anywhere. Yeah. yeah. But on like a smaller company, he'd just have more opportunity to shine than he would in like AEW. So uh, I feel sick. Yeah. Very, very talented guy, though. I mean, uh, yeah, so this is, it's, it's a very, it's very interesting because these are some pretty high profile names and yeah. And then as far as like the, the sale goes, you know, I saw this all happen with the UFC a few years ago when really? they, I mean, you know, the UFC sold for like four point something billion dollars and they weren't nearly as valuable worldwide as the WWE is like, I yeah. really, and that's the thing that people don't consider, I think. The people that are like, they just signed a deal with Peacock. They just made all this money with their TV deals. They got Fox. They got this and that. Like, why would Vince McMahon sell the company? 
because he got all that money already and because if someone bigger than him comes to him and offers him 10 billion dollars he'll probably take it that that's how i feel about it because there's a chance they could get like 10 billion dollars for it if the w if the ufc could sell for four i think the WWE could sell for at least double that so yeah i mean in what in, happened with ufc what changed because i know dana white is still there so would like i'm just asking no this know. is a Great question. I'm glad you asked that because not most people aren't that don't follow MMA are, aren't going to know. So, and, and I could see a similar situation happening in the WWE. So, this is I'm very glad you brought this up. So, what happens with the UFC was the ownership changed. So they they changed owners, but a big part of the deal was the deal was contingent on Dana White staying there for another. I think it was like a seven year deal or something where he had to stay on as the president of the company with the new ownership. Or else the ownership, or else the owners wouldn't buy because they okay. needed they needed him to run it. Okay, I see what you mean. So yeah. I could see a situation possibly where, like, I'm just throwing a, a, a name out there, like Disney buys WWE, but they might be contingent on like Triple H has to stay as like the C COO or something because like they're they're they'd probably need to keep somebody who's there currently at a high up position to run it like the day-to-day yeah. because you know just throwing like a disney executive that doesn't have any wrestling experience at that would be that i mean good luck that would be disaster yeah um but it's really one of those things too because like the way that i see it and i could be totally wrong too but like just the way i see it is like WWE changed when they changed to the network and they stopped doing the the pay-per-view model that was a big red flag to me right there all the way yeah. back then because when you don't think your product is good enough or valuable enough and people aren't buying your $50 pay-per-views but we've seen AEW I know they only do four of them a year but we're willing to buy them for $50 a, a show because it's like it feels like it's worth our money when you're only paying $10 a month for pay-per-view you're getting $10 value pay-per-views and like the, yeah. the the talent didn't make nearly as much because they used to get a cut of the pay per view by, um, or they still probably do, but it's a they get less off of that now. So ever since the network, like the, the talent isn't as incentivized to like go balls to the wall on pay per view because they're not making as much as they used to. Yeah. The company isn't as incentivized to like put on a great show because you're only paying ten bucks for it. You're not paying fifty bucks for it. So like, mm -hmm. so all these flags even back then where it's like, okay, are they like already kind of devaluing? like their product and then when they started selling to all these networks recently and then especially when they sold the peacock it was like oh okay like they're it looks like they're trying to put all of this on another company like and then that and and, and what's really interesting and what makes me think they're going to sell it even more is they're as they become more popular worldwide and as they make more money than they've ever made the least amount of people are actually watching the show. Which is so, so wild to me. Right. But if you're Vince McMahon, if you're, he's obviously a smart guy. Yeah. Incredibly intelligent guy, obviously. I mean, his booking of pro wrestling in today's era blows, but like business wise, the, maybe the smartest guy ever in wrestling, he's got to be seeing this trend. And it's like, I've made all this money the product is going like this on TV. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I just take the bag? Like, go do, go, if you want to start more football leagues or like run something new or just, just enjoy retirement. Like your last, you know, who knows how many years on earth, like, like just 
enjoy it and not be working 24 7 and it's like but 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 like i said you'd you someone would have to stay back unless unless they completely change what the wwe is which is also possible right they, they might just eventually make it to where like the wwe has hardly anything to do with wrestling and they basically are just trying to make characters that can cross over into like movies and you know what i mean it's like it's basically like having a roster of actors is, is how it really feels like you know the next John Cena, who's the next Rock, who's the next, you know, stuff right. like that. And you see him getting the ring and get physical every now and then, but they're not going to really ever have, like, great matches. The stories are always probably going to suck, but you're going to get to see, um, you know, you you might see Roman Reigns and the Mandalorian or whatever, right? Or I guess we've seen Saucer Banks do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, I, or, or, you know, or even, even Wilder, they, they might do, like, a Pinocchio remake, like the cartoon or something, and, like, you know, you get... You get uh, Lashley and, and and Pocahontas or something. I don't know, but like that's what it feels like. It's all heading to for me. So, yeah, we did get a, another super chat. And see you, Corey. Thank you so much for being so active in the chat. We appreciate you so much. And Ahmed, thank you so much. We did miss you. Thank we you. Yeah. What's up? Yes. Um. But um. Yeah. I mean, this is just crazy to me. I never in a million years would have thought that. Um, Vince McMahon would sell the company. I always thought, you know, his pride would be above that. However, with what you've said, it makes sense. It makes sense. Why not take $10 billion and slowly transfer the power to whoever? Who who are they going to sell it to, NBC? I, I mean, I really don't know. That I mean, that would make the most sense probably. But but also, like, and that's another thing I just want to bring up because, like, it, it's, it ties in with NXT not actually working is – yeah. It's also possible. I talked about this on the. We talked about this on the live chat last night as well. It's also possible that Vince McMahon sees that, like he could be looking at it and being like, "Okay, so we've had this performance center for years, and we've had like hundreds, if not thousands, of people come through there, mm-hmm. and the only people that are successful in NXT, like really successful, are people that were already known and already successful before they got here. Very so true. like." So how so how good is Triple H at all this? Like that's a real question that needs to be asked because he gets a Ooh. lot of praise, and and I and I do give him a lot of praise for what he has done with NXT. Like because I think the actual paper, like the actual NXT takeover shows, are really good shows, and I know that he's behind yeah. those. So there's definitely something there. But if you're looking at a guy that's gonna like take over the company and his big pet project for the last decade or whatever of NXT. You look at it and you're like, this actually isn't serving the purpose at all of what it was supposed to. Maybe mm-hmm. tri- maybe Vince gets some kind of, maybe he's getting some cold feet about handing it over to Triple H. And that's maybe what could lead him to selling it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ooh, it's just, it's why my husband thinks that the Khan family should buy WWE. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> well, the best thing that could happen, I saw... Um, uh, Spencer Love from Love Re- from Love Wrestling tweeted it today. I thought it was the best tweet I've seen all day so far. Ted Turner should buy it, and then he actually wound, wound up winning the Monday Night War at the end of the day. <laughs> so, oh my god, that would be so funny. Yeah, but that would basically be like Tony Khan buying it. I mean, that's yeah. it was the same difference, but yeah. Um, I'll make another super chat. Thank you. Yeah, let, let, let me get these super chats pulled up. We'll we'll start going through. Uh, yeah. Um. um it's- uh, it really worries me that AEW is going to sign everyone that's been released. Already stacked roster. Bronwyn makes sense, but no one else. See, thank you so much, Ahmed. See, I'm the opposite. I felt like Braun Strowman was like a cookie cutter. Not cookie cutter, I shouldn't say, because he's very unique. A WWE guy through and through. Very super duper WWE. 
like, I mean, I guess there were some times when he was um, with the Wyatt family. He did some pretty cool athletic stuff that I thought was pretty impressive. But to me, he very much felt like a WWE product. Like, like you said, he felt like someone who came through the Performance Center. Or he was like a very like homegrown talent for WWE. Um, but I think that is definitely an issue that is going to be brought up. And I think we'll be debating it for time and time again is how much talent can AEW have? However, they're going to have two shows now. Yeah. Which is, that's, that's, that was going to be my point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They they have more time to fill now. So it makes sense that they would want a lot of people. Yes. And we got another super chat from Craig Foster. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much, Craig. Um, and thank you, um, Ahmed as well. Very, very much. Um, Craig says, is it Triple H or how the people who run the main roster are booking them? That's not the point I'm making, Craig. But I see what you're, I totally agree with what you're saying on that, though. Like, with, that's the big fear. That's that's the reason people like Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano probably don't even want to be on Raw or SmackDown. Like, because they know their career is is dead the second that they hit one of those shows. So they want to stay in NXT because Triple H is is in charge of that. What I'm saying, though, Craig, is... Triple H is also in charge of the performance center aspect of it too. You know, like as far as, and I know it isn't just Triple H by the way, like, the, but he's like the one I'm going to mainly focus on. Cause he's really the, the head of like the whole thing is they are, the performance center was initially put together to take talent and develop them to the point where they got on NXT. And then when they got an NXT, they'd gain a following and then be on raw or SmackDown. The first step of that, though, is developing people at the performance center. That's what they're unable to actually accomplish. They, they've, they've been successful at taking people who are already good from the independents and then putting them on NXT or, or masking it how they did at the, at the start where they would take like Kenta and Kevin Steen and El Generico and all these guys and Finn Balor and like they'd sign them. This is like the old days of NXT. They'd sign them and then they'd make them go to the PC and then they'd make them start in the beginner's class and they'd make them do somersaults and all, even though these guys are selling out, you know, stadiums in Japan, they, they had to come in and prove they could do cartwheels and, and, and somersaults and these kind of things. And then they were kind of masking it as look at what the performance center is doing. Like the, the incredible talent coming out of the PC that's not the same as like taking a guy who was like a collegiate athlete and molding him into a pro wrestler and then getting him onto NXT. Cause now NXT isn't even the developmental show. Now it's just a third brand. So it's also like, so just the, so my, the, the point with triple H is like, they aren't, the PC is not doing what it was supposed to do. They've, they've have a couple outliers, maybe someone like a Baron Corbin, like I mentioned, but out of like the hundreds, if not thousands of people who have gone through the PC to only have like a handful of people that you've actually developed from the start through the PC and NXT. Like it's, it's actually pretty sad the, the how low that number is. So, I know. And, and Craig does say, what about people like Bianca? Um, Bianca might be a good example. I don't know what her, I, I didn't know her from the Indies prior to the WWE. So she may, she may be a perfect example. I think she was like a CrossFit Olympics. And they've got that Parker Bordeaux from um, UCF. Yeah. Got, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. But Bianca is a good example. But even with Bianca and like a Baron Corbin, that is such a small amount of people. <laughs> well, that, and that's that's the thing. Like, like 
it, it, Bianca might be a perfect example of it working. Um, yeah. Um, you know, there there are other examples. Like, we'll see what happens with Parker Bordeaux. I mean, it's hilarious how hyped up people are getting on that kid for not knowing anything about what he can actually bring to the table outside of his look. But... <laughs> But that, but the point is, like, there are there are some examples, sure. But like, there should be way more examples. Um, so it just it just kind of is now. Now, granted, there also is an aspect of that to where like the original idea was to develop talent, and then they probably just realized what works better is just signing guys off the indies. So they're just like you know they they probably just kind of changed the focus of how they run NXT. But then yeah. what's the point of the like why even have the performance center then you know it's like just sign people from nxt put a, or sign people to nxt right off the indies and just have a super indie like you don't even need the performance center for that that's that's called aew you know what i mean like that's what they're doing so yeah. um so uh so yeah and there are people you know bianca um bianca never on the indies that's why i didn't know about her because you know i i watched the indies i didn't i'd never seen her so it makes sense that she would have she would have been from there but once again y'all volume right like we're talking about a couple people here out of thousands. So that's a good so. point. My husband just made a really good point. Oh, what did he say? He, I missed it. He doesn't, well, I muted it cause you were talking. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I wanted you to make your point. You're making a real good point. He said he doesn't think NBC will buy them because how much would it cost NBC to buy Unicorn out? Emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Unicorn emojis. Uh, how much would it cost? Um, NBC to buy out SmackDown from the Fox contract. And NBC also is very, very invested in NFL football. You really think NBC is going to invest and run yeah. a pay-per-view on a Sunday to compete with their other product in football? Yeah, they, they wouldn't. I mean, that would be a very strange business move if they did that. So that 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 makes sense. Yeah. They, and he says NBC would take it down to the four big pay-per-views. Which would actually be a really good idea, probably, to be honest. Yeah. But, that would be a really good idea. Um, oh, we got another super wow, chat. Wow, thank you, Ahmed. Wow, um, big one. Thank you. Thank you so much. It says, how many entrance songs have you recognized from the Casino Battle Royal? It was necessary to announce other names, and that's all because not enough TV time, using unsigned wrestlers on Dynamite. Shout out to Mikey Ruckus, by the way, who does like a bunch of the music for AEW. Okay. Um, he's really, really incredible. Um, I could not watch. No, I did, and I watched that. Yeah, you can't really recognize it. I mean, that's just because there's. It's a new company. It's it's a newer company with a bunch of new people. Um, but I think that is a good point because you know you think of WWE with the Royal Rumble, you immediately recognize that entrance music. But I really think it's because we've kind of been trained that way, and that's more kind of like the main roster. But when you have uh-huh. like. A casino battle royal of like all these people that are like brand new, it's kind of hard. So that's actually a really good point. But I think I it's just got to give it time. You just gotta give it time. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. And and the thing with the the battle royal too is also like I I I respect that AEW is trying to do something different with a casino battle royal, but. I like I'm not I don't think I love the idea of like the groups entering the way that they do. Like I mean I don't I don't hate it but I I don't know. Like it's just kind of weird to me like like drawing the spades and like five people come out or whatever. It's kind of kind of weird, but um once again <laughs> What's that? It was very tight. You could tell it was a time constraint. Yeah, well which I mean and and for for that purpose like it actually makes a lot of sense to do that, but <laughs> um 
once again, said, I, I respect him for doing it. Yeah, he said he, with another super chat, <sighs> thank you so much. That's the third double or nothing. Very true, but it's the third casino battle. It is the third casino battle royal. And you think about all the names that were in the first casino battle royal. They were all made. They were all main card people this time. Like I think Sammy Guevara was on there, and he was in the inner circle match. So you have to find more more people to get on there, and I think it's a good way to showcase. And maybe if I watched. AEW Dark, and maybe if I watched the Dark Elevation, that maybe I would recognize them more. But it is a, definitely a fair criticism. There are a lot of names, but I feel like the roster has been growing and growing and growing with each year. And I feel like each year, if you go back and, like I said, if you go back and watch the first Casino Battle Royale, it was like the buy-in, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, 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 I think that might have actually been Orange Cassidy's like debut, yeah. too, with AEW. Yeah, so, I mean, you look back, and it's like maybe it is time to like start to go and pay attention to them, but it is a fair criticism, and I and I won't deny that at all. Yeah. And I thank you so much, Ahmed. By the way, thank you. Yeah, Ahmed, thank you very much. We 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 really really appreciate the super chats, y'all. Um, and also just while we're at it, if you don't mind hitting that thumbs up button, we really appreciate that too. That's totally free, and it takes like half a second. Um, that really helps the YouTube algorithm and like recommend this video to other wrestling fans. So, um, I see we have like 25 people in here right now, which thank you so much for watching today, y'all. But, uh, if we can get those thumbs ups, uh, up, we would really, really appreciate that. And please consider subscribing too. It's totally free to do that also. And that's just another way to really help and support the channel, uh, without having to, you know, send any money or anything. So thank you guys very, very, very yeah. much. We're very, very grateful. Yes. Um, you want to move on to double or nothing? Sure, and I mean, if you have any super chats and you want to talk more about the WWE, so I mean, it is a huge story, um, and I think we've we've been talking about it for almost forty minutes, and we could talk about it more next time too. I mean, maybe there'll be more names. Who knows? I hope not. Um, uh, yeah. But if you want to have super chats or anything that want you want to discuss it, please go ahead and and submit those, and we can discuss it more. Um, just like I said, I think to conclude that, just my heart goes out to those people, and I really wish the best for them. And there's a bunch of speculation, and I guess. The speculation is kind of a silver lining in it because it does kind of make it fun. But at the end of the day, people did lose their jobs, and that is really sad. And we have to recognize that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We, we, anyone who watches our shows, like y'all know at this point, like me and Jesse are not like we're never the kind to like be hoping people get fired or like, like we never celebrate when people lose their jobs and stuff. It's, you know, we're not like that at all. Um, no. But you know, this is what this is the reality of what happened. This this has happened. These people have been released. And, um, luckily for them though, I mean, they're all talented people. They're all going to bounce back. So, you know, this, I'm, I'm actually optimistic, really optimistic for this group because I think they're all, they're all going to probably wind up being way happier in their life. I mean, once again, just guessing, but like, I hope so. I mean, I mean, so many of the people who left the WWE last year, the way that this the the way that they come across now that it seems so much happier, especially the ones that like really bounce back and like AEW and, and Impact and other companies and stuff. I mean, so I I, I really have I, I feel I feel very bad that they've lost their jobs, but I'm also very optimistic because it's a very talented group of people here. I, I really think they're all going to bounce back very very soon. Um, yeah. So um. Ahmed with another super chat. He said, "I will support releasing Sammy only if AEW signs him." You know what? I think Sammy would do great on AEW. I feel like Sammy, 
uh, he I t- I'll give him credit, man. He embraces this conspiracy gimmick that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he really goes balls to wall, and he has all the effort in the world. And I tell you what, anywhere he goes, he's going to be an asset to any company. And I feel like, you know, and, I, and like I said, I never want to celebrate anyone losing their jobs or hope someone loses their job. Um, but if, you know, if he were to, like, have, like, a side deal with AEW and he were to happen to get released or come to terms with a release, like, I would be fine with that, but I wouldn't be fine with him, like, losing his job unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the talent of Sammy would be, he'd be a no-brainer for everywhere. I mean, but I, 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 once again, I haven't watched a lot of WWE lately, but, like, the little bit I have seen of Sammy, like, he's he's very entertaining at what he's doing. And he's always been great in the ring, so. Yes. Oh, and Craig Foster with another super chat. With a very good point. Thank, and thank you so much, Ahmed. We really appreciate it. And then, Craig, thank you so much. It says, I could see Netflix or Amazon on buyers. They want live content and have the money. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like Amazon would be, because, you know, Bezos, he, like, takes a poop and it's $10 billion, you know? That is nothing to him. That's, like, chump change. That would be a good way, because they would do, they want to do, like, NFL games. You see them doing, like, MLB sometimes. Um, I know they do, like, hockey and stuff like that, I think, even. I feel like they're trying they're trying really hard to get into the sports aspect and the sports platform of it. Um, so I could definitely see Amazon. Netflix, I don't think I don't know. The Netflix interface to me just doesn't seem like a live sports kind of thing. Uh, maybe for like the network, because the network did have a very similar interface to Netflix. However, I think Amazon would definitely be a a big buy. Yeah, I think these are both really good um, really good options, Craig. Um, and I'm with you, Jesse. I don't really see that for Netflix, but they like they've dabbled with wrestling. Like I know that they had Lucha Underground at one point, um, not live, but um, I mean the 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 case I would make for Netflix would be that they're losing all their other content to like their to like the streaming sites that actually own these shows and movies. So like it would be pretty huge for them to get some live sports. And I think that the WWE would be huge for Netflix if they were able to get it as far as like getting more people to, to subscribe or resubscribe, but I don't really see it happening, but I, I think it's an interesting option. Um, Amazon, I think is, is, is likely cause they just, yeah, like you said, they just have so much money. Um, and they're willing to kind of, they're willing to kind of take some risks. Like they own Twitch, which, you know, has, I don't think Twitch actually even makes them money still at this point, but like it's such a big platform that like you know they continue to pump money into it and and try to make it bigger and bigger. Um, so I could see Amazon being the type of company that might that might take a chance with the WWE. So and then it's not even really that much of a risk. Like I mean, exactly any company for Amazon to buy is no risk. Exactly, they're powerful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then all. Site, Craig. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Craig. Very, very good question. Or very good um, uh, um, suggestions there. And um, the last thing I'll say, just I don't want to speculate. I'm just, but I'm just gonna throw it out there because people are getting released and Houston. I the I'm trying to say I'm trying to say this in the like the least controversial way, I guess. But like I'm I'm pretty much just like waiting to hear the name Keith Lee. You know what I mean? Like we haven't seen the guy in like forever, and like something's going on with that. Like, it, like I, I don't, I don't know, like what the, what the deal is, but like, 
I just really feel like I mean his his merchandise has been on clearance now for like months I think. Um, oh, so it's like I, you know, but he's a guy where like he that would be like a celebration. That's like that's like you freed Keith Lee. Like if he gets out of the WWE, like he can go back to what he was doing before, which would be incredible. Um, but I just want to throw that name out there because like I'm not sitting here being like I hope someone gets fired. That's not the case, but like. That's just a name that comes to mind of, like, when I see names like Braun Strowman and Aleister Black and stuff, I'm like, but yeah. Keith Lee's still there, but, like, we hadn't seen him in a minute, and something's up with that. So, like, um, yeah. I'm keeping my eyes he's, out for that. I think he's one where there's, like, a silver lining. And like you said, no one ever want you never want anyone to lose their jobs, especially if there's something going on that we don't know about, and we honestly, frankly, don't have any business knowing. True. Um, but, I mean... It, Given that it's not like a medical thing where he would have to like be forced to retire, I feel like, and maybe that's why they haven't released him. Maybe it is something like medical. I don't want. I don't want. Right, right. And that's if that's the case, like that's yeah. a totally different thing yeah. than like just not. Yeah, yeah. But given yeah. what I know, if he's one that would be a silver lining, where like he would have a job lined up immediately, and I think that's kind of the point you were trying to make. It, exactly. Yeah. His job. If there were a silver lining, it would be him so yes yeah for sure um all right cool we'll uh let's move on to double or nothing if y'all have thoughts on the show once again as always super chats it's going to take priority uh but we're going to run through these we probably won't take a ton of time on this but we will uh we're gonna give you our thoughts um jesse was able to get into the show about halfway through so i'll just kind of talk about my thoughts on the first <laughs> what's that on the worst part of the, on the worst match. Yeah, she, yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that for sure. Um, so I'll kind of just run through these to, to get up to that point. Um, we had Serena Deeb and Riho. Deeb, I thought, I thought both looked really, really good in this match. This was an awesome, awesome pre-show, um, pre-show match. This might have been the best pre-show match I've ever seen. Like I know that that's like, people, you're an AEW fanboy. It's like, and I am. But like this, honestly, might have been the best pre-show match I've ever seen. Um, Serena, I've heard that from multiple people. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, Serena Deeb wound up winning with a... Uh, and I'll get to your uh, super chat here in a second, Kogan. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Kogan. That's so sweet. Um, but the the finish was awesome because, like, Deeb had been working Riho's uh, leg and her knee and stuff. And Deeb, mm-hmm. at the end of the match, just grabs her leg and she's just bashing her knee against the mat and then puts her in, like, this just nasty single-leg Boston Crab and like I mean, it was the the match was great. The psychology was great. The crowd was super hot for this because it was the first match that they had seen live. Um, inc- incredible stuff. I, I really, 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 really well done by both these women. And um, that was for the NWA Women's Championship. Serena Deeb retains, and um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Serena Deeb it looks like is probably going to lose the title to Camille pretty soon on NWA TV. At least that's the way it's been. Pretty, it's booking towards that direction. Um, and Deeb's so damn good. She, she was wearing a woman of a thousand holds shirt. She's taken on like the old Dean Malenko moniker. Um, and I saw a picture of her and Malenko together wearing the shirts, which awesome. Just awesome stuff. That's so cool. Yes. Totally, totally awesome. Um, before I get to the next match, Kogan, thank you once again for the super chat says, it's going to be my last super chat for a few months. I have to save money for New York in the fall, but here's my support for you guys. Keep it up. Kogan, we, I cannot tell you how much we appreciate the support. Don't ever feel like you're obligated to send us your money, especially if you need it. Like, save your money. 
keep it for yourself. But we, I mean, we appreciate it more than you, more than you know. So thank you for all that. And um, even if you're not in here, super chat and like we're ho- we hope you're still in here enjoying the chats and you're still active and uh, and watching our stuff and uh still supporting from the chat so i mean yeah thank you yeah and i completely echo what steven said i mean it's you never ever feel obligated to give us super chats we appreciate you being in this chat so much and the engagement in the chat is just what makes these live streams so much fun and good luck in new york that's so exciting yes good luck be safe have a good time Yes, have a safe move. I hope it goes smooth. And uh, in the fall, we oh god, it's like right around the corner. Oh my god, my little girls <laughs> kindergarten. Uh, <laughs> nice. But yeah, so don't ever feel pressured. We just love having you in the chat. We love everybody in the chat. So um, thank you. Yes, absolutely. Next match we had was Adam Page defeating Brian Cage. Got the win with a buckshot lariat. This was also really, really good, and the crowd was super hot for this. I saw some, like, videos of Hangman's entrance from... So, one thing I need to mention, I heard this from multiple people, it was a lot louder in the building than what it seemed like on TV. And, like, off TV, it seemed like it was loud. But, like, apparently it was, like, way louder. And I saw some, like, alternate videos that people were taking during the Hangman entrance, like, people that were in the the, uh, building off, like, their camera phones. And... That's camera phones. That made me sound old. Does anyone call them that anymore? They're camera phones. Um, but uh, but hey, when Hangman came out and he was on the entrance ramp and you know does his thing, that place was definitely um, loud. I saw that. Yeah, that I saw that on Twitter. On glued, man. Awesome. Like this is the kind of stuff where like having fans back and and this was a good a big theme for the show to me was like having the fans back now it's like we're gonna finally see if and how over a lot of the talent is because most of these people have been wrestling with no crowd like most if not all of their AEW run so like hangman we knew we knew hangman was over you know pre-pandemic he was getting one one of the biggest reactions already but like you didn't know how it was gonna go because like it's been this whole year off from fans He's kind of done, like, the Dark Order thing. Like, you didn't really know, like, how... I mean, I knew the fans would, would cheer him, but, like, he came out and it's like, yep, yeah, that's that's your next world champion. Like, that's... that is that is the kind of pop you're looking for for a actual superstar in your company right there. Um, yeah. That's a pop that no one in the WWE is getting. Just straight up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um... Oh, and before I talk about the actual match, since Peter just sent another super chat... Mm-hmm. Peter. Let me veer off to this one because it's about the previous match. It says Deeb versus Riho is great. Deeb is one of the best in the world. Riho is a great baby face, and now her full time in USA is great. For, now that she's going to be full time in the USA, it's great for AEW. Couldn't agree more. What do you think, Jesse? I could not agree more. Thank you so much, Peter. I think that, that that I did see that on Twitter. I was at my daughter's recital during this, so sorry I came in and I the Bleacher Report app is not working on my TV. It's crashing been trying to watch these matches um but i heard that this one this one might be on youtube i'll have to go see but yes i think that that's a big deal her being full-time in the united states because that was the issue and i mean obviously there was a pandemic and all of that and we all got why she wasn't there but now that she's full-time in the united states i feel like that's really really important especially because they're going to be traveling so much so i feel like that'll be really important and i mean she's a great wrestler i mean people want to hate on her and stuff because she's tiny but she's she can go i mean her match with um with a Nyla Rose was 
actually pretty good, I think. Wasn't that one good? Yeah, the, the only issue with Riho is... is because here's the thing, like, I'm a big Marco Stunt fan, for instance. Like, and his size doesn't bother me because of the way he wrestles. Riho, I really, I think she's she's a great wrestler, but some of the moves she does, I would I would change her moveset just a little bit because some of the stuff she does just doesn't look like it would hurt at all because she's so small. Yeah, like, that's true. Like, because, like, with Marco, what makes it work so well for him is, like, he never, he never just, like, does, like, he very rarely just does moves to people. Like he like hits you in the mm-hmm. knees a bunch of times. He chops you down to his size. Then he might do like a hurricane rana once you're on your knees or like, or like Luchasaurus picks him up over his head and he throws Marco into somebody like there's, but like Riho is doing stuff where she's like, like when she does like the six one nine, for instance, like, yeah. it, like I love that move, but it just looks like she's barely like, you barely hitting anybody so it's like force that's right like and she does like the she does like the foot stomps and it's like she just doesn't i mean when you see some when you see someone like low-key do foot stomps it's like oh oh ouch i hope they were flexing for that like when you see riho do it it's like she barely like she just just doesn't look like she it hurt very much um (laughs) that's i mean but but her act but her actual technical skills are are great so it's like yeah. I just wish she'd change a couple of her moves. That's that's all. That's the only criticism I could I could have. But I'm also definitely not complaining. Like I said, I thought Riho versus Serena Deeb was the best pre-show match I've ever seen, and it was honestly probably one of the top three matches of the entire show. So like, yeah. I'm not hating on Riho by any stretch of the imagination. But like, if I had to make any criticism, I would change a couple of those little things to maybe suit her moveset a little bit better to where like it looks like she's hurting her opponent a little bit more. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, Ahmed with a super chat. Let okay. let me let me get to that one, Ahmed. Once I get to the uh, the next match, all right? Because that's yeah. I'll definitely I'll definitely uh, talk about that. Thank you. Um. Thank you. So that so anyway, the, the Hangman and Brian Cage match it was really good. Uh, Hangman was incredibly over with the crowd. Uh, Brian Cage is really 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 damn good for a guy his size as, as like bulky as I he heard. is. I heard that it was paced as a Hangman Page match, and Brian Cage kept up with it. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And and I wasn't surprised by that because Brian Cage has always been really impressive. But like this was a really, this was a really, really, really good match. Um, and Hangman winning made total sense, and the the finish made sense because they're like they're continuing the the split of Brian Cage from Team Taz, and. And hopefully they do a story. We were talking about this on the live chat yesterday, but like, I hope they do a story where, um, I think it was actually Josh's idea from the show yesterday. He was saying that Brian Cage, cause they haven't done anything with the FTW title. Maybe they finally do a story where like now team Taz is putting people against Brian Cage to try to get the title back into team Taz. Cause, Ooh, cause Cage good. is going to leave with it. So, um, but anyway, really, really good. The moral of this one is, Hangman Page is insanely over, and they just need to continue to push him. I mean, they're doing everything right with him. The next match, um, and this goes along with Ahmed's super chat. Thank you once again, Ahmed. says, Mox grabbing that beer off the fans and drinking it, not giving an F for COVID, had me melting down. Uh, that match is the best out of all of the pay-per-view. Um, yes, that was after the match. Mox grabbed a beer and uh, chugged it. Like, after. It was before. What's that? During his entrance. Oh, was it the, during the entrance? Yeah, because okay. I was watching. I was trying to watch it on my phone. <laughs> I couldn't remember that. Now the entrance was incredible. Like the Wild yeah. Thing entrance. Wild Thing works for both of them together. So good, and especially with a full crowd. 
Yes. And on top of that, John Moxley was wearing a Trent Acid t-shirt, which I marked out for. And and Eddie Kingston was wearing a Bad News Bears jersey, which like I ultra marked out for. So like <laughs> this is I mean, they came out wearing like just like the coolest stuff, like for like for someone like me, like it was like perfect. And yeah, the entrance was incredible. Moxley was so fired up that it looked like he got lost on the way to the ring. Um, yeah. like in Kingston, you could tell was kind of like taken back where he was like, I can't believe how over I am. Oh my God. Like, cause like they're all chanting Eddie, Eddie. And like Mox is right next to him and they're all chanting for Eddie. And he's probably like, Oh my God. Like I can't like, like we all know Eddie Kingston's over, but like he was super over with that crowd. Like I heard that his hot tags were smoking. They were, they were, I mean, and this whole match was done so well on that i agree totally this was the uh this wasn't my favorite this is my second favorite match of the night but i think this was the best match of the night i'll talk about why my other one was my favorite but this was the best match of the night i agree with that and i mean moxley the way he sells is just so good the way he was firing up during the match like there were certain points where like he's getting beat down then he starts like hulking up and like you see it in his eyes and he's like pointing over at kingston in the corner and he's doing like He's doing, like, old-school Hulk Hogan, like, working the crowd. Yeah, playing the crowd. And it is working. Like, I mean, they are, they are, like, it's just getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And Moxley, you can see it in his eyes. I mean, it is, it is, the guy, and then, and then he would get super beat down. And then he'd tag out to Kingston. And then Kingston would get beat down. And then when Kingston would tag back, back into Mox, we're so conditioned by the WWE to where, like, every tag is, like, a hot tag. Moxley was so beat down that like he'd get the tag and he'd like walk right into a super kick and like what do not like he would like, he would be selling still from the beat down from before like he didn't just like miraculously recover like it, and then he got beat down so badly that like he just couldn't take it anymore he ate like four or five uh, BTE triggers at the end of the match like inc- incredible match like this was so 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 good um this is one yeah. Jesse I know you said you need need to get caught up like this you have to go out of your way to watch this as soon as possible i will always watch a young bucks match especially a young bucks pay-per-view match they always deliver man they hate the young bucks all you want i get it they always deliver on pay-per-view yes 100 percent, 100 percent. and that was another thing too like they're leaning so well into their heel thing like nick jackson with the beard and the red hair and like the the septum piercing yeah yeah exactly like they're they are they're playing into it very well. Um, Isa, what's up, Isa? I miss you. How are you? <laughs> I I God, I saw some pictures of uh, her and uh, her little Roman the other day. I think it was yesterday. I uh, yeah. Yeah. I I, I I'm, my brother makes so much fun of me because like I'll be like at my place and like he'll come over and. Like, I'll be, like, on my computer or something. I'll just be, like, smiling at my screen or something. I'll be like, dude, what are you cheesing over? So And, I'll like, I'll, like, turn the... And it's, like, it's Roman and Issa. <laughs> so it's, like, it's, like, oh, this little, this little, this little, this little dog. Back out. Uh, what's that? Back out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in my Yorkie. Beautiful, gorgeous, queen, yes. Yeah, so it's funny because most people would be like, because, like, my brother, he'll be like, oh, my, that chick's so hot. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And, like, look at that cute little dog on the on the bed behind her. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're the best. I, I love those two. Um, and Issa. Yes. Um, but, yeah, th- th- this, this match was incredible. 
After that, we had the Casino Battle Royale, where Jungle Boy won the match by last eliminating... I into this. Actually, I lied. I got the end of this because I wanted Jungle Boy to win because he was so over with the crowd. Yeah, and I think that was a good... It was a good call. Like, everyone yeah. everyone is expecting Christian, and the whole story was leaning towards Christian. And one thing that I really like about this match is they didn't do that classic BS, like, if someone hiding under the ring for, like, the entire time and then coming in right at the end and trying to win because they, like, always do that in Battle Royals. They didn't do that in this, which I loved. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what are your thoughts? Uh, so you're, you're saying you're very happy with uh, Jungle Boy getting the win in this one. Yes. First up, Ahmed with the super chat. Issa, 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 XOXO. We love you. Issa is over everywhere. She's the best. We love her. So, yay. <laughs> Ahmed. Yes. We appreciate Thank you, Issa and Roman, for existing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, like, my husband, you know, he's very, like, team, like, NXT, WWE or whatever. He, he, he likes AEW more and more and more each time. Yeah, that's okay, by the way. Like, you can like whatever you like, sure. Yeah, like, I mean, we're married. I don't really care. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Obviously, yeah. it's not that. It doesn't affect you that much. Uh, it's not, I'm not <laughs> filing for divorce or anything like that, you know. Um, but, you know, he was like, they're going to make Christian Cage win this, and it's just going to be another, another WWE guy shooting to the top, and this is something that all you AW fans complain about WWE doing, and I was, like, really nervous. And I was like, no, because Jungle Boy is like a like homegrown talent, basically. I mean, not homegrown, because I mean, he was on the Indies. My little, my five year old's laughing. But he, but so. he also like he wasn't he he was still really like new into his career when uh, when he got signed though. Like he he was a guy that most people thought was going to be more of like a project yeah. for AEW, but like just exceeded expectations so fast that he just like just rose the ranks way faster than people would have ever thought. Yeah, and so. <laughs> My daughter said unicorn emojis. Unicorn okay. emojis in the chat. Unicorn and chip uh, and date and head emojis. And don't forget chicken wings. Chicken wings. Okay. Chicken wings. Thank okay. you. <laughs> Ahmed, no, I'm not going to do that. I can't even say that. My daughter's right here. I'm yeah. not going to do that. <laughs> 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 it's funny, Ahmed. <laughs> Thank you. Close the door, please. Thank you. Um, I think the but, only way that could ever happen for me is if, like, if I married some woman who, like, I didn't know was a Packers fan, and then, like, I found out afterwards, like, I might have to get a divorce, but, like, that's really the only thing. Same with the team up north. Yeah, right. <laughs> for you, yeah, yeah. I, but when Jungle Boy got that win, it was amazing, and like I said, this was the first match that I actually got to see, so when he won, and everyone in the crowd was you know, singing the song and waving their arms back and forth. I got a little emotional. I thought it was really cool. I got lots of FOMO. I was, like, fear of missing out. I was, like, super, like, wanting to be there. But I, I wasn't jealous or anything. I was just so happy to see all those cool people. And just, it was a really cool AEW moment. Like, it was such an AEW moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And, and I think it's, I mean, then this is just another good example of like the fans being back, right? Like, cause, cause there it's proven too through the reactions that Jungle Boy is over and like he's ready for this push. Like, like if if you went in that ring and like people just were lukewarm or were booing, then it'd be like, oh, they're just gonna shove this guy down our throat. It's like, no, this they, the fans are ready for this. So, 
Um, and I mean, they got the Baltimore theme song, which is just perfect. I mean, that's a whole another conversation. Them licensing these theme songs is genius, and the fact that Tony Khan is is willing to do it is just incredible. Um, uh, Issa with a super chat, thank you as always. Says I'm officially an AEW fan. Um, the tag team match was my favorite part of the night, but this pay per view has been my favorite AEW pay per view so far in the last year. Um, well, I'm glad to hear you say you're an AEW fan officially. Well, welcome to the winning team, Issa. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I obviously I'm kidding. Once again, y'all can like whatever you you want to like. It's totally fine. But um, I always get a little bummed out when like people aren't giving AEW. I don't, I don't want to say not giving them a chance because I know you've given them a chance. But like, I really think that their show consistently is the best overall mainstream wrestling show that there is, and I think it's like by a long shot. So, like, I love seeing more fans like you, Issa, that are saying that, where it's, like, you're mainly known for, you know, talking about the WWE and, and all that, but, like, the fact that you're saying this tag team match was incredible and this show won you over and you're a fan of the company, like, that's that's really big to hear from from people who are mainly known for, like, WWE, you know what I mean? So, I, I love hearing that, Issa. That's awesome. Yes, and then Ahmed, this super chat is because Issa just declared herself an AEW fan. I guess miracles are real. <laughs> Thank you, Ahmed. And I think, you know, it, it really does go to show how how AEW is truly growing on people. I think it's very important to see that. And I think that, and I think, and, and this is not speaking for Issa, and this has nothing to do with Issa, but I also think that the, the show is going on two separate nights. With that happening, you're going to see a lot more of that. You're going to see a lot more people, like, willing to step back and, like, not be as loyal. I'm not saying that Issa was. I'm just saying that I feel like there'll be a lot more people going, wow, I really like this company. I'm not, like, choose. I don't have to choose a side now. I can like both. But now I can really, like, you know, I can appreciate AEW for what it is. And it really does feel like the fans' company. Yeah. And not, like, a hokey, like, we're going to cater to everybody kind of way. It just feels like... Especially with this last show, it'll be really interesting to see with the crowds being back and with WWE as well, I guess, but more more so with AEW, how they adapt the storylines based on who's over. Yeah. With the, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and I think another thing that's worth mentioning too is like the ne- the next match we were ta- we'll talk about, that was definitely like a low point of the show when we'll get to that. But for, but for the overall, I think also what probably helps fans like Issa is like, this show didn't really give you a reason to like, like, like there's been these other AEW shows with like, right, the, like the, 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 the dud explosion. Yes. And we talked about that. We said we'd need a show that doesn't do that. Exactly. Like, like the Jericho fall onto the pillows. You know what I mean? It's like they're like they're they're AEW was leaving it open. And in, in those scenarios, like for the criticism, like they, like they would, they'd hit it out of the park. Like the show would be, the show would be like a, a great show from start to finish. And then they would just do this one thing at the very end that would just be like, why did you have to do that last thing? You could have just the camera. You could just turn the camera off three minutes yeah. ago and everything would have been great. So like AEW didn't even give people the, the, the chance for that this time, which I, which I think is part of why some fans might be kind of turning the corner a little bit now. Cause it's like, what bad can you really say? Like, this is a great show. There's a lot of great matches and like, they didn't have some, wacky stupid you know ending or something you know yeah definitely and craig with a super chat thank you so much craig it says maybe AEW needs to get control of their twitter fans it's such a turn off to the brand plus they have a couple people i didn't like at wwe craig 
Like, if they have people you don't like in WWE, that is totally and completely valid, and I completely understand that. <clears throat> and you're more than allowed. Sorry, my voice is like going away. Yeah, you're good. More than I allowed feel to feel that way. And so I'm never going to like knock you for that. However, like WWE fans are also bad too. I'm not saying that the AEW fans are not bad because I'm sure they can be little shits. You know what I mean? Yeah. But <clears throat> for me to expect, like for me, I get a lot of criticism from WWE fans or like <clears throat> Stan Twitter. Like for me to expect, like say just for example, like the Sasha stance came after me for some reason. Like I would never disrespect Sasha. I would never expect Sasha to <clears throat> have to like control her fans. I feel like the fans should help control the other fans. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so like if you ever see Craig, if you ever get like shit from AEW fans, like let me know. I'll tell these people to be respectful because at the end of the day, we're all just trying to enjoy a product and we're all trying to have fun. And that's not cool. And I'm really sorry if you've had a bad experience with like AEW Twitter people. Or any Twitter people in general, I just don't think that's cool because I think that your opinion is valid, and um, you're allowed to have your own opinions. Yeah, you can definitely have your own opinions, but yeah, like Jesse said, I mean, it's it's coming from both sides. I mean, it is it isn't like it's all AEW fans and it's it's all WWE fans, right? It's all it's all fans. Like it's it's it, that, that's honestly that's just wrestling Twitter. If we're being honest, like not even company specific. That's just wrestling Twitter. Not to invalidate the experiences that he's had, but like absolutely, I think Twitter can be just a bucket of butts sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just I I it sucks that that's happened with you, man. But yeah, I mean, it like I said, it just it is it isn't. It isn't specifically AEW fans. It is it is all wrestling fans do that stuff. I mean, I get that too. I, I'll tweet something positive about AEW, like positive, not even against the WWE. And sometimes I'll have people hit me up, like, like just like all this stuff about how bad AEW sucks and how stupid I am for liking AEW. And like my tweet had nothing to do with the WWE. It's like, yeah, okay, like why do you hate that so much that I like this show? It's 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 strange to me. Like like the same thing. I never go after WWE fans. I think I think Monday Night Raw is the worst show on television. Not even wrestling related. I think it's just the worst show on television. But but I don't tweet about it really. I don't really care. Um. So, uh, but Craig, thank you again for the super chat. And once again, your your opinion is very valid. And we uh, you know, we don't like seeing anyone get attacked or bullied or anything. Like that's that's no fun for anybody. But uh. But yeah, just just know that, you know, there's a lot of good AEW fans out there too. So, uh, um, thank next, you for the chat. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Next match we had. This this was rough. Um, so we had Cody defeating Anthony Agogo. This was a polarizing match for a lot of reasons. There's uh, like half the people love the build, half the people hated the build. Like it, it depends specifically on how you feel about Cody, basically. And the match itself, this just wasn't good. Um, Anthony Agogo, I'm sorry, he, he just is not ready for this spot. I, I'm just gonna keep it real. He he just isn't. Um, that Cody, part of it's on Cody. Part of it's on the build. Um, part of it, Anthony, like, wasn't terrible, but, like, he, he isn't, he's very, very, very green, and this just wasn't good, the crowd was totally dead, um, and I think that the finish was, I don't know what the initial finish was supposed to be, 
But I really feel like Cody, because Cody won with a vertebraker. He never uses that as a finisher. And I really feel like he hit that move and he just told a go-go not to kick out. It's just like, this is terrible. We got to get out of here. Um, yeah. So that's how I feel about it. This match sucked. So. Yeah, this sucked. Um, and I think it, you know, it really sucks because Cody can put on really great matches. I mean, my God, the first double or nothing, he had the match of the freaking year with his brother. Yep. Jesus Christ. Um, but like you said, this build has just been like, it was super blah. I think people are over the whole like American versus British, like the whole like country pride kind of thing. Especially I think like country are not like at war with or anything. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, there are bros over there, you know what I mean? Like, what the heck? They're like, they're our ally. Like, a bunch of us are like a have a fair amount of British or Irish or Scottish. I know that they're not all the same, but you know, they're all we all have some of that in us, you know. So it's like it was just really weird. I don't get it. It just it sucked. It sucked for both of them. It was just super lackluster. And I know that Twitter is an indi- indicative of like the vast wrestling fandom, but at this you could tell kind of i mean people wanted to sing cody's theme but like cody just needs to turn heel they just needed they needed to do a double turn i don't know but like you said anthony gogo's just not ready for this i I, it was just really weird and it's even weirder because cody's probably going to be taking a short break you know because brand gonna be giving birth soon so i don't know maybe it was just a way to like fizzle him out for a little bit and have him come back and be kind of a new sometime down the road, but it was just, it was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Um, you know, Kogan says the vertebraker is an awesome move and that should be a finisher, but it felt like a weird ending. I, I couldn't agree more. The vertebraker is one of my favorite moves in wrestling history, but Cody's never used it as a finisher. That's why it's so suspect, uh, for me. Um, but you know, and I think, you know, obviously anyone who follows any of my stuff, I'm I'm a humongous Cody fan. I'm always going to be. I'm always going to support the guy. But, like, there's, I think a part of the reason this didn't work is the American Dream Dusty Rhodes, like, that was the common man. Like, the, the overweight, like, you know, American, yeah. like, worked his ass off to get where he was, came from nothing. And, like, the American Dream Cody Rhodes... Like, he's a good-looking guy who we always see wearing suits, who's, like, had a great upbringing, who, like, you know what I mean? So it's, like, he doesn't really personify what the American Dream Dusty Rhodes character was. He's actually the exact opposite of it. But yeah. that's why I think he'd be so great as a heel. Like, for mm-hmm. those exact reasons. So, because, like, if his version of, if his vision of the American Dream is, like, being rich, then it, that's different than just being, like, the common man. So, like, that's if they start kind of leaning into there, like into it that way, it could get interesting. But I think we're all on the same page. I think we all think Cody needs to turn heel. So, yeah, definitely. So I'll agree. Cool. Oh, um, and yeah, just a disappointing match. Um, and I got probably about another fifteen minutes I can go, Jesse. My brother just got okay. over here. Um, okay. We're gonna be hitting Dave and Buster's. So they got the. Oh. Uh, so let's. Why don't we? <laughs> um... Miro, that was a fun one. Lance Archer cut his hair, so reinventing of <laughs> it there. Um, um, so for this one, I want to bring up real quick. I, the you know the people I was watching the show with I was watching with my brother and my my friend uh, Hughes, who's always over for AEW. We yeah. all we're all in agreement here. Like Lance Archer is like, like he could be like the top guy in the whole show. Like the guy yeah. is so good, and for a guy that that's bit that, that that's so big as he is to be able to move the way he does. Like he's super yeah. believable. Like I'm, I'm really, really high on Lance Archer right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Agree. Um, what do you think about Miro retaining? Because I thought this was actually a really good match. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I just like Archer more, but like Miro, Miro, Miro winning was predictable. Miro winning, I think, was good. I feel like it kind of. I don't like hot potato with the titles, even though I like Lance Archer. I feel like it was a smart move to build him up as a like reputable champion. So, worked. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the only part of this match I'll just say that I didn't really like was when Jake the Snake came out and they threw like yeah, the, the fake snake. <laughs> um, and the thing for that is like, I understand the reason they brought Jake in to be with Archer because they weren't, they probably weren't sure. They, they wanted to like guarantee that Archer would make a connection with the crowd. But mm-hmm. Archer is good enough on the microphone that he doesn't need him anymore. Like he, yeah. he'd be totally fine on his own. So yeah, he would. Um, after that, in one of the biggest moments of the whole show, we had Dr. Oh, yeah. Britt Baker winning the AEW Women's Championship for Makaru Shida. Got the win with the um, the Mandible Claw. Um, yeah. What's she call it again? Mandible Claw. Or the, I don't know what she calls it. It's like the Rings of Saturn Mandible Claw. Um, is that what she calls it? That's well, no, cool. no, no. That's what it is. Like, she puts her in a, ring of Saturn, puts her in a Rings of Saturn and then does oh. the Mandible Claw. It's um, someone in the chat will know. Oh, the Lockjaw. That's what it is. Yeah, uh-huh, um, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I love this. This, this was very predictable, but this is exactly what we wanted. And this is a perfect example of AEW just doing what makes sense and just doing what the fans yep. want. Um, so yep. I love this. What, what did you, how did you feel about, uh, Britt Baker? Uh, what do you think about this match? I thought the match was a little sloppy. I'll be honest, but like the result is what we needed to get to. So it was a little sloppy, but I, I really enjoyed it. I felt like there were some good near falls and stuff like that. I felt like it was uh, overall the, the good outweighed the bad. And I really did enjoy it, and I loved seeing Britt Baker win in front of her parents, and then Tony coming out and giving her a big hug at the end, which is super cool. Was the moment we needed, and it's it's Britt Baker's time. It's her time to be champion. So I'm real excited for her reign. I'm really excited to see what kind of joy she will bring us. Yeah, yeah, and I think we talked about it last week on here. And if we didn't, like you know, I think I just imagine being like Britt Baker and Adam Cole right now, like the two of them, like. The, their minds for wrestling right now like they're 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 both on like such a high level and they're both around each other so much that like they have to be benefiting from like you know what i mean it's like it's like if you yeah. live, if you live with someone and you're around someone that much that's also as passionate about you as this like that's yeah. probably why they're like that's probably <clears throat> a big reason why Brent has gotten so good so quickly like she is in my opinion she's by far the most improved wrestler the last year i mean in and part of that is, is I'm sure, her, her determination. And in other parts, probably Adam Cole, like, you know, being like, yo, this worked for me. Like, go try this. And then, like, she does it, and she's like, oh, this worked. And, like, then when I did this, like, this worked. And then now he's got a new thing to try. And then he gives her something new to try. And, like, they're probably just constantly bouncing stuff off of each other. And um, oh, yeah. they're both so, so good. So good. Please, one day, Adam Cole, come to AEW. Do the right thing. Yeah, um. This match, I'm going to get my thoughts out of the way real quick on this, and then I'm going to jump to you for pretty much the rest of this. Um, okay. Sting and Darby Allen defeating Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. This was my favorite match of the whole night. I, I am a huge Sting fan. Everyone knows that. I'm a huge Darby Allen fan. I'm a huge Ethan Page fan. I'm a huge Scorpio Sky fan. I think that this match was really, really good. The, the the cinematic stuff heading into the match I think works really well for Sting and Darby when they're like do like the black and white video before they get to the to the ring. Yes. Um. I I mean this was and this was it, this was the big moment for me. I I marked out when it happened when I was watching live. My big question coming into this one was, mm-hmm. does Sting pop that T-shirt off? 
because that's that's <laughs> the big question. Because because yeah. there when Sting was in TNA, there was two very different Stings. There was Sting, yeah. and then there was Sting in a T-shirt. And Sting in a T-shirt, you never really got the real Sting. Yeah. In this match, he comes out, takes a back body drop or a vertical suplex, something, onto the entrance ramp, completely no-sells it, stands up, pops the shirt off, and then jumps off of, uh, you know, does like the dive onto the outside. Um, incredible. I thought this match was so well done. I thought the finish was awesome with Scorpio going for the, the springboard diamond cutter and Sting just caught him in the reverse DDT for the Scorpion death drop. Like, I cannot say enough good things about this. This is, this is Sting's big middle finger to the WWE as far as I'm concerned. This is the... How how did you not do me and the Undertaker when you had the chance moment right here? Like this proved Sting can still go. Right. This was so good. This was absolutely incredible. I was like, I you love Sting and you like to see him wrestle. I was super nervous about if he could actually wrestle. We saw the cinematic match at uh the last pay per view, which was, you know, great. But my God, when he went out there he just like turned on the jets and I was like, Holy shit, it's a new he's got new hips, new dude. I don't know. What the hell? Like, it was awesome. He Looks like he, my husband's like, he doesn't look like he's in shape. I thought he looked like he was in great so shape. He was like 63 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be jacked like that. You know, I thought he looked great. Could have used a little bit of a tan, but you know what? Maybe he's going for the pale vibe like Darby Allen. I thought this was, I was absolutely shocked at Sting's ability to still be Sting. And it kind of goes to show you, like you said, how WWE dropped the ball on him. But um, I was extremely impressed with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page as well. Um, this was definitely fun. Definitely did not expect it to be that good. And um, obviously, as we predicted, Sting got the win with Scorpion Death Drop, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Absolutely loved it. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, if y'all if y'all haven't seen this match for some reason, and you were a fan of Sting growing up, like this is this is it. Like it might not get any better than this. I don't know. I don't know if they'll be able to top this. I, I think that eventually, like the the long term story has to be whenever they know Sting isn't going to be like whenever Sting knows like it's time and like he, he needs to retire for good, which obviously is going to be in the, in the near future. I don't think he's going to be doing this very long. As long as he loses to Darby clean on the way out, which I think will be what happens. This, this is all just, this has all just been very, very, very well done. Absolutely. After that, we had Kenny Omega retaining the AW world championship over orange Cassidy and Pac. What do you think about this one, Jesse? You're a big Kenny Omega fan. Uh, do you think this was a real... What did you think about this match? And what do you think about Kenny retaining? Because obviously we, we expected Kenny to retain, but what did you think about this one? We expected Kenny to retain, but I'll tell you what, there were a few moments there where I really thought Orange Cassidy was going to pull it off, or I thought that Pac was going to, you know, tap him out. I really did enjoy this match. This was a really great triple threat match. This was... Yeah. Yeah. It's all agrees. <laughs> Yes, and so I really did enjoy it. There were near falls that had me shaking and quaking and freaking out. I thought yeah. it was really well done. And Kenny Omega, you know, he's the heel. He's a bad guy. And it worked, and the way that he won was very heelish. And, um, you know, Orange Cassidy's super over. It'll be interesting to see how they go. It'll be really interesting to see how they go from there. So, I, honey, we don't have time. Um, and so, but I mean, obviously Kenny Omega's got to win because he's got all of the belts. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and 
I, yeah, like you said, I thought this was really, really well done. And they they made it pretty convincing a few times that Orange Cassidy might actually win. So that's all I was asking for. Just, I mean, we all knew Kenny would retain, but just give me a couple moments of doubt where, like, I really feel like someone else might win. And they, they did it. They pulled it off. thought this match was really, really good. Kenny Omega winning totally makes sense. Keep collecting belts. Um, and just, you know, hopefully he holds on to this title for a long time. So... Uh, yeah, really, really good stuff. And they already have announced that we're going to get Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy in two weeks on Dynamite. So, Ooh, that's when it's going to be. Yep, that's going to be awesome. Um, once again, I think we all expect Kenny Omega to retain. But as long as they make it to where Jungle Boy almost wins a couple times, like that's going to be huge for him. So yeah. um, all good stuff here. I, I, I was thoroughly entertained by the, uh, by the title match. Mm-hmm. Um, last thing we have here, Stadium yeah. Stampede. Um, Inner Circle defeats the Pinnacle, which I think was surprising for a lot of people, including myself. Us, um, but it makes sense. It makes sense now when you think about it, because you know this is the first show back with a live crowd for to end on a happy note. It's probably the right move to go. Yeah, and that's I think that was their big vision for the end of the show was like the whole crowd chanting Ju- or singing Judas. Like I think that yeah. was like their big plan. Um, oh yeah. But I. I'm going to be honest. I really didn't like this match. I, I liked the ending of it. I thought that was good. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really, honestly, I'm pretty over the cinematic stuff. Like I really liked the sting and Darby versus uh, team Taz one, but I, now that there's crowds back and stuff, I just don't see nearly the same kind of need for it. Maybe they'll go back to it with Matt Hardy at some point. Cause that's kind of his thing. But like, I just really wasn't that into the cinematic, but now I know I got to get your thoughts. Cause I mean, a lot of your predictions yeah. wound up happening. Your, your boy, yeah. Urban Meyer. All I want to talk about is Urban Meyer that I don't care about anything else to happen in this match. I don't care. I literally, I did not think it was going to happen. And all of a sudden Jericho and him, Jeff are fighting. And then all of a sudden he walks in and it's Urban Meyer and Charlie strong scheming up an internal linebacker kind of thing on the, Oh God, it was so funny. That was the best. That see when 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 your life when you have two passions in life and my two passions are Ohio State football and, and wrestling when they come together it's like a, it's like Nirvana it was a cool <laughs> yeah no for sure and it wasn't bad it worked and it was funny and like you know he hands him like the laptop and then Urban Meyer Mister Christian Mister like you know. You know, Urban Meyer, like, he was a college coach. Yeah, it was kind of controversial, but whatever. To hear him say holy shit was the funniest thing. I popped. I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't get the whole house. I loved that part. That was the best part. That made this match for me. It made it better than last year for me. But I get last year was probably better because it was fun. But like you said, I do agree. I think the whole cinematic match thing was very much a pandemic era kind of thing to do. And I do appreciate that the match did end in the ring. I feel like they had to do that. I think that was important. Um, but, yeah, I feel like even though it was kind of fun, it's it was very much a pandemic kind of thing. So I feel like it's time to bring it back. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel the same exact way. Um, and then, yeah, the inner circle, you know, they win, so they don't have to break up. And I'd imagine we'll continue to get Pinnacle versus Inner Circle. Like, eventually, it's got to be another big Jericho and MJF match. Like, they had the one that kind of kicked the feud off. But mm-hmm. I feel like they got to do that again at some point soon. But um, we'll see where it all goes. But, yeah, um, Inner Circle gets the win, and uh, that was the pay-per-view. If you had to give it, like, a – I know – well, it, it, 
it'd be a hard one for you to answer because you haven't seen the first few yeah. matches. But I'll yeah. say, like, if I had to score it out of, like, out of 10, honestly, I'd probably give it, like, a... Like, the Cody match wasn't good. Didn't love Stadium Stampede. But, I mean, we're still probably talking, like, an 8 out of 10 show. I mean, this is, like, yeah. a really damn good show. I was going to say about an 8 out of 10. And it was a feel-good show. And I know that um, uh, Craig in the chat was kind of saying that they it was kind of predictable. That's completely fair, but I feel like for the first show back with fans, I feel like it kind of had to be predictable a little bit. You had to kind of go the safe route a little bit. You don't really want to go too bold when you've got the fans back for the first time, full capacity. I don't feel like that's a smart business move. Um, But I still think they were able to pull it off in a way that was really well done. Yeah, and and here's the thing. I say this all the time. I say it about the WWE, too, because because they do the opposite of this. A lot of the time, just doing the predictable thing that makes sense, just just do it. Like... I don't under, like, because at the end of the day, like, all wrestling fans are going to have an idea of, like, what they think will happen. Like, you know, there's going to be stories that are portrayed in certain ways and wrestlers around that, like, everyone's going to be kind of thinking the same thing. The problem with the WWE is, like, they'll go, okay, what's everybody thinks going to happen? Okay, yeah, that totally makes sense. That, that's the best story right there. Okay, let's do the opposite of that to swerve them. Like, that's, yeah. that's the problem, and that makes their show suck. With With AEW, a lot of the time it's like, like I, Hangman. If Hangman Page beats Kenny Omega for the title, which is what like everybody expects to happen, everyone's gonna love it. Like, like we don't like just because we expect it to happen doesn't mean don't do it. Like, we want it. Do it. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I thought it was a really good pay per view, and uh, and that's that's it for Double or Nothing. Um, Jesse, I'm gonna hide the the screen real quick to get the sponsors pulled up. If you can uh, just kind of tell everyone what to do with the uh, the likes and the subs and all that stuff real quick. I just want to say quickly thank you so much to everyone who joined the live chat. I know it's kind of a somber beginning, but we do really appreciate everybody being engaging and having some really good questions and fair criticism. And I hope that we've treated your criticism with respect like we hope to. And I hope the live chat has been a lot of fun. If you do like this live chat and you like this video, I would really appreciate it if you considered subscribing to the channel um, and giving this video a thumbs up. It really does help the algorithm. It gets cool, like-minded people back into the chat. We love a good chat. We love a good conversation. We love good, like, insight and everything. And I feel like today was a very, very, very indicative of that. So if you could give this video a thumbs up, and please do consider subscribing if you haven't already. Perfect. Thank you. And that was uh, perfect timing to get this pulled up. Give a shout-out to our sponsors real quick, and we'll get on out of here. Starting off with Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are the place to be for all autographs, all wrestling memorabilia, um, I mean, really everything. I get a lot of action figures from them. Uh, they got 8x10s. They got old magazines. They got everything. And they don't just have pro wrestling stuff. They have uh, sports stuff. They have MMA stuff. Uh, they have some, like, Ninja Turtles stuff, uh, comic book stuff. I mean, they got a, l- a little bit of everything. And they have a physical location at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee. That's W-A-T-E-R-T-O-W-N, Tennessee, at 101 West Main Street. Can't say enough good things. Uh, they are good people. They'll give you fair business. Uh, they do claim sales and live auctions on their uh, Facebook page pretty often. Check them out. If you're a collector, you cannot go wrong with uh, Music City Toys and Collectibles. And make sure to follow them on all social media at Music City Toys. And check out their new website, which is musiccitytoys.biz. We actually have a little Fight Talk podcast spot on their partners page over there. So check it out. Also, shout out to <coughs> excuse me, shout out to WrestleRumble.com. Obviously, they're the place to be for all pick'em contests for pro wrestling. They also have insane belt raffles and giveaways. 
Um, the double or nothing contest is obviously over, but the winner for that got a thousand bucks. Second and third both got a hundred bucks, and they also gave away five replica United States Championship belts of uh, you know they had five different versions of uh, United States Championships that they gave away. So that was all through WrestleRumble.com. They're the best. Check them out. Make sure to go to WrestleRumble.com to participate in the contest, and make sure to follow them on all social media at WrestleRumble. Shout out to independentwrestling.tv. If you want to check out the best, this is the best $10 a month, in my opinion, that you can spend on anything for pro wrestling. Uh, if you're not satisfied with the WWE product and you're like tired of paying them, I would highly recommend checking out some new stuff. Uh, I've showed it before on here. Uh, just for the sake of proving a point, I did this last time, but I'll do it again real quick. I mean, just to give you an example, these are all the promotions on this on this channel or on this uh website right promotions and these promotions have multiple shows some of them have hundreds of shows i'm gonna this is like a quick scroll right like you can see it's still loading these are all different companies i mean you have an infinite source of independent professional wrestling right here if you want to check it out use code fight talk f-i-g-h-t-t-a-l-k always one word with no space put that in the promo code spot help support the podcast it helps me jesse mose Doug, everybody who I have involved with this show on the uh, on the audio side for the Fight Talk podcast. So really, really, really appreciate that when you use code Fight Talk on independentwrestling.tv or iwtv.live. And last but never least, shout out to my brother Brian Jensen, who I think is in my living room right now. Um, this is his Instagram. You can check him out at Boxing ATL. It's B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He is a owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, and he can help you in a wide variety of ways. Whether you're looking to throw hands, get in better shape, want to compete at like an amateur or professional level in you know really any kind of combat sports, or even if you have any kind of neurological issue, if you have MS, Parkinson's, whatever the case is, he is certified to help you in a wide variety of stuff. He'll help you reach your goals. Um, you know, it doesn't matter you know what size you are, what what your background is, what your level of athleticism is, doesn't matter. He can help you. If you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, you can come to his gym. You can uh, meet him in person at your work or in a park or, you know, whatever's easiest, what's most convenient. If you're not in the Atlanta, Georgia area, it can help you online. Uh, he can help you remotely set up zoom calls, that kind of stuff. Uh, the best way to get in touch with him is to follow him once again on Instagram at boxing ATL B O X I N G ATL. And along with the rest of our sponsors, if you let them know that you heard of us or heard of them through us, I promise you get a really good deal on whatever you're looking for. So um, that'll do it for the sponsors. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter is fight talk underscore F I G H T T A L K underscore. And uh, Jesse, I'm going to get you pulled up right here as well. If you want to tell people about your stuff on here as well. Sure. Obviously you can follow me on Twitter. That's the best way to follow me. But if you want more content from me, um, go to OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Jesse the Buckeye. Um, that's the only way you can get to me in the DMs. Um, currently working on my Peloton, getting my body back, so we're, we're getting there. Um, but yeah, that's about it. If you want pizza, Jesse25 for PapaJohns.com, J-E-S-S-I-2-5 for 25% off your Papa John's pizza order. Legit works. Yes, I've used it many times. Code J-E-S-S-I-2-5, Jesse25, 25% off at Papa John's. Take advantage of that. Really good deal. Yeah. So, uh, so that's going to do it for today's episode. We'll probably be back next Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm guessing. Uh, so just make sure that you're subscribed here to know when we're going live. Make sure you're following both of us on Twitter because we always tweet links out. And, uh, and that'll do it. Anything else before we sign off? No. Nope. Hope everyone has a good week, rest of their week, and hopefully no one else gets released. <laughs>